It's S-W-O-P-E-S My crew, my boo, my weeds be best So ahead of my time, you can't see me yet But the last thing you'll ever see is me be stressed Hey, 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 everybody It is me, Elise Swopes <laughs> Hi, how are you? How's it going? Um, you know what's awesome and amazing Is that we are on Podcast 10 and it's kind of cool because, you know, when I first started this, I really wasn't thinking that it was really going to be anything that special. I was recording it on my laptop with no special microphone or anything like that. And <laughs> it really has made for something really so special and so so interesting and cool and new for me. I, I think the more things that I do that I thought I was going to be afraid to do, that I thought was going to be really, you know, trivial and complicated and, and, and weird and, you know, really wasn't until I dove in and started hearing, you know, feedback. And feedback really is not as scary as you think it might be. So um, thank you all, most importantly, for always tuning in and always showing love and, and just really being really supportive of the whole thing because it has been not just... Um, solo journey but you know a journey with people who you know share their own stories and have things to ask and to really just be open about not just being preached to because I hope that's not what I'm doing here I'm not preaching I'm really just sharing a common mindset and, a, and, and unfortunately a lot of the things that we might chat about isn't so common to a lot of people because of just the climate and society that we're in, but it feels good to know that there are people around who, you know, do think the same thing that you do. And it does feel good to be reminded of positive things. It does feel good to be um, just growing and learn different stuff and different different viewpoints and things like that. So thanks for being here with me and listening with me and you know watching or maybe not watching but listening to me grow I appreciate that it's kind of funny right okay all my cats keep jumping up on the desk right now I have three cats and they are just every time I'm doing something important they're just like let me be around everyone is, always thinks cats are supposed to be this like <laughs> like they're like individualistic and so by themselves like nah they're like extremely needy extremely curious all up in your business they want to know what's up and they want to be a part of it and they want you to be a part of it whatever they're doing <laughs> they're pretty cool though i'm currently coming down from the last episode of game of thrones and i'm, I'm not gonna you know say any spoilers i'm not a spoiler type of person but i will tell you that it has been a long eight years and it has not only been a pleasure, but an honor to have seen the work that <coughs> to have seen the work that a lot of those teams have done. And I'm not going to be like one of those people who's signing a petition to have people go back to work to redo something that they've, you know, really worked very hard on. And I just, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we have to respect what what we were given, expectations. Nonetheless, <laughs> you know, just, I think it was really cool. Um, so that was, it was really, really, really quite interesting. 
And if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, or maybe you're not even into it, I know some people who have watched it and they're like, I did not like it. And I'm like, all right. You know, you just got to let people be, I guess. Uh, I guess. Anyway, so, hey, 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 we are in uh, Podcast 10. And today we are going to be talking about a few different things. And I uh, tweeted recently about how I really thought I was great at flying, traveling. Not so much just traveling. And I'm not, this is the thing about these travel tips is I'm not going to tell you about when you arrive to somewhere how to be a traveler. This is about how to take a flight, how to be a flyer, how to be good at taking a flight, and um, nothing more, nothing less. How to pack, actually, how to pack correctly, what kind of luggage to take, what kind of things to do. And then we're also going to talk about how to stay inspired. Uh, I like to stay inspired by many different ways, and these are going to be some of them. And then also, um, my morning routine. A lot of people who <laughs> ask me sometimes about uh, why I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and what that is for me and, and how I started that and how I stayed consistent with that because be, to be quite honest with you, I haven't always woken up at 5 a.m. I used to wake up at 1 and then it went to noon and then it went to 11 and then it went to 10 and then it went to 8 and then it went to 7 and here I am at 5. So it's quite a process. You have to work towards it and it takes probably 10 years or so. Maybe all your life, I'd say. <laughs> I'm I'm about to be 30 this year, so I guess that's, I, I, w I would say it probably takes 30 years to practice waking up at 5 a.m. <laughs> Not to uh, be daunting or anything, but it's real. Let's get into these travel tips here. Now, these travel tips are going to be very specific on, like I said, these five things. So we're going to be talking about preparation. We're going to be talking about carry-on and what to take with you to put under your seat. We're going to be talking about how to pack. And we're going to be talking about the tech to bring with you. So this is all in really before-flight type of situation. Now keep in mind, I do think that when it comes to flying and packing and traveling specifically, preparation is absolutely everything. Um, make sure that you are giving yourself enough time to prepare for wherever you are going and whether that be having proper identification. If you don't have a passport, get a passport, obviously. Um, if you don't have a proper ID, get a proper ID. If you need some kind of travel document to go somewhere, get that. I mean, give yourself time and do research to Make sure that you are in a place where that when you arrive or you get to the airport or whatever, you're showing the proper documents and that you aren't worried about, you know, whatever may come up. Um, also, uh, take photos of those IDs and those documents. Uh, I think it's really important to have photos of those things in case anything absolutely happens in between maybe the flight or when you're traveling, whatever. Just have a photo and uh, inside your photo album on your phone um, or a printout of some sort to have with you on your person. Don't put it in your check bag or put it in anything else. Always, always have those things on you. But um, um, just always have those things and take photos of those stuff. 
Also, before you travel, make sure that you are calling your banks and making sure that you're letting them know if you're traveling out of the country or if you're... You don't have to do that if you're staying in the country. You don't have to call the bank or anything if you're going to a different state. That's it's really a petty thing to do. Um, but I w- maybe, though, if your card is really, like, serious about identity theft, I would because maybe they're like, why are you in a different place all of a sudden? Maybe we'll hold and then... It seems a little weird, but I've never had that happen specifically on any of my cards going in the country. Um, And then, you know, maybe even sometimes being prepared and having like a credit card that is nice to have and it collects points for different um, ways that you travel and different um, ways to get around and um, you can get different points sometimes back with sp- specific credit cards. And if you travel quite a bit, I think it is important to think about your credit card initiatives because you don't want to be going to and checking into ho- a hotel where, you know, you're giving your debit card and it's locking a bunch of cash. And you would rather just give a credit card where it locks that cash on the credit card and you don't need to worry about whatever you're doing or whatever, you know, your real cash is going. So... Um, just thinking about a, a travel credit card that's going to get you points back for certain um, costs, whether it's checking a bag or getting airport, airport snacks or um, just random fees that anything, you know, whatever could come up is uh, definitely good to think about. And then um, also in preparation of traveling, you want to make sure that once you have your flight, think about having an account or not even just think about just make sure you have like me i don't i don't know why people don't have um mile accounts like you should have an account with every single airline and every single type of um thing where you can collect miles and and i mean in most cases someone's going to ask you you know what what airline do you want to fly and you always tell them the same one and then you have an account and you give them your air your miles account number and then they will add that account number to your ticket, and then you keep collecting miles. And so within those miles, you can get certain upgrades, and you can get different, just nicer things. I mean, collecting miles is really a smart, really, really smart thing. And um, once you have your account, you know, think about maybe doing TSA pre-check. At this point, when I first got pre-check years ago, it was a little bit lighter than it is now. There's a lot of people in the lines, but not as not enough to make it annoying as like the regular lines um, when you are getting your luggage put through security and TSA. But I would th- really consider doing TSA pre-check. So basically, TSA pre-check is um, you don't have to take out your laptop, you don't have to take out your sh- take off your shoes. Um, you really, it just gives you a little bit of lighter process going through TSA. And so what you have to do is go through a website, you apply, uh, you can Google this TSA pre-check. Um, so you apply, go to an interview in person, they'll do a background check and then you just get like a fingerprint and then, you know, they'll let you know if you're approved and and whatnot. But you know, more times than not, I'm just going to assume that you're not really doing something nuts. And so... They'll definitely, um, you know, let you let you go and give you a nice TSA pre-check. And having TSA pre-check is really smart. So if you do get get TSA pre-check, make sure that you're adding that number to your tickets at least 48 to 24 hours um, before you have to check in. 
And, uh, I mean, that's really important. You don't want to be at the at getting to the airport being like, oh, I thought I had TSA pre-check. No, you have to attach that number to every ticket and to also, I mean, it's, it's in, in a timely manner as well. They're not going to just approve whatever. I've had times where I didn't attach my TSA pre-check and I tried to call and all that kind of stuff. So it is really quite an annoying process, but you live and you learn, you know. So that's why I'm telling you my situations because then you don't have to go through them yourself so before you get to the concept of packing and considering your luggage and all that cool stuff you really have to think about where are you going what are you doing you know what's the weather going to be like and what are your daily to do's I've realized that a lot of people actually don't consider looking at the weather they don't consider, like, just, you know, making sure that it's not going to rain, it's not going to be really hot or really cold or, you know, super cloudy. I mean, these things are something to really consider about bringing what kind of clothing, what kind of shoes, and what you're going to do. So make a list and have a written list um, so that you can cross it out and change and update and whatnot. But make a list. So think about what are you doing. So what's your destination, and when you get there, what is, what's your process? What are you doing? What, what's your tasks? And then consider what's the weather for those days. So um, I like to do, when I'm packing, I like to write a list day by day. So I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, depending on if that's the days I'm even there. But next to those days, I'll put Monday, like 68 degrees. Tuesday, 72, you know, whatever. Like, I'll put those. And then next to the the day and the weather I'll put what I'm doing so underneath there maybe I'm like I'm gonna work out I know I'm gonna work out so maybe I need a workout fit I know I'm gonna sleep so I know <laughs> I need to sleep uh, maybe I'll go by the pool um, maybe we need to go to um, a, per- a professional dinner you know I'll put these certain things that I know I need to do so that I have an idea of kind of the uh, idea of kind of what the things that I need to bring and what I'm what I need to plan for. Um, so having a daily to-do list of what you're doing is really really gonna be able to help you simplify and not overthink and really kind of plan out your ideas of outfits so that you don't overpack. The next important thing about traveling is really considering what type of luggage you're bringing. So, you know, you're really, really going to want to want to have something that you're either going to want to check, that's going to hold all your clothes, all your toiletries, and then you're also going to want to have something that's a carry-on, something that's going to be going under your seat in front of you, that's going to have your important items that you really don't want to lose track of. So um, have something that's going to be portable, easy to roll, um, I think personally, it really depends on your liking. I enjoy the swivel wheels. I enjoy the spinner wheels that go a 360 so that once you have um, luggage, you kind of spin it and you don't need to, you know, be in a fixed, stuck, in line type of rolling method. Um, some people like the fixed wheels luggage because it's easier to pull, it's easier to get through certain areas and certain rubble and and different kind of climates but um 
if you're really trying to just get through the airport, get to your hotel, I do genuinely think that a swivel spinner wheel portable luggage is for you. Um, I think a way case is really nice, but I do think that if you are an on-the-go type of person where your luggage is going to be with you on hand to certain locations, you're going to have to get you know, pull it up on things, you know, do certain things. I do think that a fixed wheel, um, kind of inline wheel is going to be really good for you to consider. Also, think about adding something to make your luggage yours, maybe a little fuzzy thing, maybe a little color on it, maybe a little painting or some kind of sticker. Just make sure that when you or putting something on your stuff is that it's yours and you are able to see it um, from the clear directions. It's just easier to find. You don't want to mix anything up. And if someone's taking it, you can see it from afar. You just really want to be alert just in case anything happens. And then, you know, something else important to have on luggage and to look for is having a TSA lock. Do not just put a like any kind of lock on any of your luggage. I mean, this seems to be common sense, but sometimes it really isn't because this can be complicated. But TSA will break your break your luggage open um, if the lock is not a TSA pre or TSA lock. And TSA locks are pretty easy to see. They just have like some kind of red um, TSA logo on it or whatever, and it'll have a certain key that they all have access to, and so. Um, and that'll just allow the people who are working there to only open it. So not just any random people. You're just really protecting from people outside. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, if you check your bag, anyone can steal your stuff. They can open your bag. They don't really care. They'll do whatever. TSA is not exempt from stealing. Um, I have, I mean, I've had experiences. I went to Jamaica once and I remember getting back to the airport and in Chicago and I was like, oh, my watch is gone. But that was my mistake. That's what happens when you do silly things like that. I this is this is why I make this podcast because I want people to to know before they make the mistakes that I made and maybe my mistakes were silly to some people. Oh my god, don't put your watch in your bag. No shit. No shit. I know that, but you know, here we are. <laughs> um so, luggage, carry-on. Carry-on is important mostly because this is going to be something that is going to be on your shoulder. It's going to be a tote. It's going to be a backpack. You really, 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 and let me, I want to say this very specifically, depending on what you are doing, whether you are, your luggage is being carried on or whether you're being, your luggage is being checked on or checked in, you really want to make sure that whatever your your carry-on second bag is, the shoulder tote backpack, is going to be easily attachable to the luggage you are checking in or carrying on and putting stowed away. Okay? This is very important. I use a camera backpack called Hex. Hex has a thing behind the backpack where it can go on top through the the luggage handle and it's and it sits on the luggage so clean that I think this is such an important aspect to travel to handling to back support you want to think about something you can set down that's why I enjoy the swivel 360 spinner wheel type of luggage because you can really set things down on top of it and kind of use it as a tabletop 
and you really want to have that space to set a bag down or set a shoulder or a tote or maybe some food or some water that you just bought on the way to the next you know spot or your gate or whatever it's just you know important so think about luggage that's lightweight too you don't want anything that's super heavy because your weight limit is 50 pounds um, every time you fly so just you know think about having something also it's extremely extremely important to have a portable scale something that you can hook to your luggage and you can just pull it up with your hand and um, this thing will tell you if your luggage is over 50 pounds and I, I've genuinely always thought this was so helpful to just knowing if you're going to be overweight because if you're overweight on your luggage um, they're going to really charge you a lot and if you think you're going to be overweight I would be very considerate about how you're going to handle that if you want to pay or if you don't want to pay or how you're going to you know split up the the weight of your uh, objects now packing is quite interesting because packing is separated into two separate things I think and the way that I pack is very uh, specific it's luggage and then this is carry-on um, which is it could be you know either way so carry-on can be um, just something that you're holding on to that is going to go under the seat in front of you that's going to have your most important items. And then the luggage is going to be your clothes, your toiletries, anything that you don't need on hand and that's not important to you. Now based on the lists that you created in preparation of your trip, you are going to um, you know, put together a few packing cubes. Packing cubes are extremely helpful for minimizing what you need to bring and how you bring it and I didn't start using packing cubes until probably a little too late than I needed but I'm glad that I do now because they're so helpful but you know you can find different types of packing cubes on Amazon depending on your style you got breathable different types of colors different styles different things but um, the main priority is just packing cubes so within these packing cubes there's gonna be different um, different ways to organize your shirts and your pants and, and toiletries and things like that. So I'm going to give you different options to organize stuff in a really interesting, amazing, clean way within your luggage, depending on the size of your luggage. Now, I'm not the greatest fan of rolling items. I don't think rolling is necessary, like the best way to get your things organized. I think it, it was really cool for a second. It's like, oh yeah, let's roll our items and put them in a little, you know, I mean, if you haven't heard of the concept, it's putting your clothes and then rolling them up into straight um, cylinders and then putting them into the luggage and it kind of saves space. Well, unfortunately, I don't necessarily think that's um, actually a thing because it does seem like it still takes up quite a bit of space. And so I have realized that packing cubes um, help and assist with getting more space within your luggage. So pack flat, pack flat as possible. Um, within these packing cubes, you're going to have separations of shirts, pants. You're going to have a separation of your bathroom items. You're going to have separation of your socks and your, and your other items and your shoes. Um, something I've realized that it is super helpful for shoes if you don't have different things to um, put them in is shower caps help a ton with shoes if you want to put them in your luggage. 
Um, and you can collect shower caps from different hotels that you've been to. Just keep collecting them. Keep getting them from the different toiletries there. And if you don't have one in the toiletries um, within the room, just call the front desk and, and ask there and ask them if you have shower caps because they always do. But use those um, shower caps, put it on the bottom of your shoes, and put them in your um, baggage and your luggage. And also, you know, the biggest thing about anyone who checks their bag is that the only reason that they check their bag is because of the toiletries. So the most toiletries that you bring are, you know, the big ones. And then you got to over, what what is it, three ounces or whatever, you just have to put them in the luggage. So um, for check. And if they're less than that, you can carry them on. But the easiest way is to just, you know, throw them in there and, and let them get checked. So I think it's really smart to consider putting a lot of your bathroom items in different compartments depending on their usage because the thing is is that sometimes with the air pressure in the cabin or in wherever the bags are there's going to be an explosion of different items and some items will get on different ones and I've had my shampoo go into my toothbrush and that's not very fun and you have to go buy a new one. So um, just think about separating your items within different usage. So, you know, have a um, different dispose or not disposable but reusable uh type of Ziploc bag where you've got your shower items, you've got your hair items, you've got your teeth items, and then you've got your freshen up after shower items. And then um, be sure to think about what kind of items these, or what kind of samples the the hotel or the Airbnb um, host has. And, you know, it's really not that far off. Communication is key. Just ask people what is going on wherever you are going. Call them. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask what you want and need. Um, so use free things and, and most importantly, before you think about the stuff that you need, run through your routine. It's so important to think about like what you do. Um, you know, don't just put things in there because you're like, oh yeah, I need to wash my hair and I need to do this. Like go to the bathroom, run through your routine, like pretend you're in the shower, look at what you use in the shower, put those in there. Think about what you use when you get out of the shower. Put those in there in a small, you know, in a small way. If you're either checking on or if you're carrying on, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, the way you get ready, you know. I, I mean, it's really just the process. So process, think about, and run through the routines of things. Um, and, I mean... Two, keep your important things separate within those bags. Like I said, the air pressure within the bathroom bag and the certain things you carry on, you just don't want them to explode. I've had many situations, not just explode, like violent explode, but like there's a lotion bottle will just pop and then you got lotion all over your like keys or something. Like it's just, it's just not fun. So have those in different types of compartments and different bags. And then... um. While you're packing, you know, think about having a laundry bag of some sort and, you know, where you can put things that are wet or things that are dirty. Um, and, and also keep your, so, you know, within luggage, of course, there's one side and then there's another side. So what I like to do is I like to put my all my clothes and my stuff 
um, that I'm going to wear on one side beside my shoes. But put them on one side, and those are the things that are going to be, like, put in and zipped in or whatever. And then the other side, there's going to be all the toiletries and shoes. So those things are going to be separate and in their own realm so that you don't have to mix certain germs or certain, like, just ideas so that when you're looking on this side, you're going to think about what you're going to wear. On this side, you're going to be thinking about, you know, bring all that stuff to the bathroom and keep those things on the floor or whatever. Like, you can just really organize your thoughts and, and, and organize the way you process certain situations once you arrive to a location. And then also thinking about always bringing a swimsuit, even though you may not think you need one. I always regret not bringing, bringing one because it is nice when they do have a hotel or, I mean, when they have a pool or a spa or just anything there that you can just feel like you have the freedom to enjoy some kind of water somewhere or something. And then think about having some kind of separate bag that you can use. Don't just bring, like, you know, the carry-on bag or whatever. Have a separate bag that you can bring maybe when you go to dinner or maybe when you go out very light without bringing equipment and stuff like that. Just make sure that you're thinking about a second purse or bag or some kind of thing or tote that you can bring with you that's not... Um, super organized and super large that that'll that'll really suffice for you to kind of do your own thing whenever you feel like it also think about having shoes that are comfy some shoes that are going to help in water shoes that are going to help you at the gym um, and then also when you're packing think about mixing and matching very specific things instead of getting like entire different outfits think about mixing matching accessories think about mixing and matching hats think about mixing and matching um different shirts with different pants and different pants with different shirts you know different jackets with different things you know just differentiating differentiating your outfit a little bit but not you know, wearing the same thing plenty of times and, and also thinking and considering that using the laundry at the hotels or using the laundry at the Airbnb or wherever you're going to be at is really not the worst thing in the world. Or even washing your clothes in a sink, which I haven't done because I'm very weird about certain things, but I do think that, you know, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day and nothing is that far off and nothing really is that um, hard to accomplish. Now, when it comes to this amazing carry-on item that's going to go under your seat, um, this is going to be something that's going to be the carrier of all your important items, whether it be your camera equipment, whether it be your uh, just computer or your gaming or whatever it may be. Just this is going to be where you're holding all your important items, so you want to make sure that there's going to be uh, a organizable concept with it. You want to be uh, knowing that there's going to be reusable Ziplocs, just certain things that are going to help expand your organization skills within this. So within this carry-on item, you're going to have your chargers, um, all the chargers for everything that you're using, so your laptop, your camera, all the tech that you have. What I, I always bring my switch with me and my headphones are noise canceling. So I have to bring certain uh, types of chargers and different wires and AirPods and um, making sure that you also have all your jewelry with you. Don't wear any of your jewelry to the airport. That's silly. Don't wear it on the the flight is just uncomfortable. I mean, unless you want to wear whatever you want. I wear sometimes my favorite things, but, you know, don't be, don't be too extra. But um, have all your jewelry on you 
in your bag and then also have quick access items which are going to be like tissues and chapstick and um, a pen or hand wipes or different very 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 specific things like that Um, or antibacterial soap and you're also going to want to really enjoy having a neck pillow or some kind of very small shawl or a little blanket because you know sleeping on a flight without something to hold your neck up is really annoying and neck pillows have saved my life so many times more than not and you know also flights are really cold having a little shawl or something where you can wrap around yourself and kind of be a little baby for a second is something that's very cozy and and untouchable and also within this carrier, you're going to want to have your wallet. Um, and very specifically, I know we talked about having TSA pre-check and clear, but if you don't have those things, make sure that you have, or if even if you do have TSA pre-check, obviously, make sure you have your ID or a certain card that you're using specifically separate from your wallet so that you don't have to open it, close it, open it, close it, open and close it. Just make sure you have your ID and a car that you use for snacks or different water or whatever you may use on the flight, have that accessible to yourself so that if you do get hungry on the flight, you don't have to get up, open the cupboard or open the whole thing up on the top, ask people to move if you're in your, you know, if you're at the window seat. Just having these certain things available to you beforehand and considering is extremely important to just your well-being and your comfortability on a flight. And then also, you're really going to want to have a pen, maybe. Sometimes if you're traveling out of the country, they're going to ask you to fill out something or another. And then you're also really going to want to have something that you can spray. So a small, small, small little, like, maybe lavender spray or something. Sometimes you get on a plane, somebody smells funky in front of you or behind you or somewhere. Something that smells bad and weird. I promise you, you are going to want to have something that's going to set the tone, set the mood, and set the set the fragrance of where you're at because, woo, sometimes things smell a little weird, but um, that is my one very, I mean, sometimes I'm like very sick by certain types of smell, so I have to be very, very careful about what um, things smell like and stuff like that, and also... You know, make sure you have a chapstick. Your your lips are going to dry up because this it is dehydrating up there real quick. So make sure you get your water and stuff like that. And then, like I said before about your toiletries, make sure that you're wrapping the explodable things separately. So this isn't talking about, like, things that are going to, like, explode in your face and cause, like, a fury fire. Like, these are, like, lotions. These are, like, just certain types of things that if, you know, they're wrapped and closed tightly and there's air within them, if we go up, it's going to pop the top off and you're going to get lotion all over your keys or your phone or your charger or your, your you know, whatever it may be. You just don't want to get... Um, any kind of lotion or anything like that on any of your items. Make sure that you have all the adapters that you need depending on wherever you're going. Make sure that you have enough USBs. Make sure that you have um, like a power block. So a power block is going to have multiple USBs, USB connections. So you don't have to bring multiple, you know, find different outlets to connect everything to. Just think about a power block as something that's going to be a one-stop shop for all your USBs, all your outlets. Um, it's going to have an adapter. It's going to be just worldly. It's going to really assist you with getting all your stuff charged. So nowadays we got laptops, we got phones, we got camera chargers, we got all types of things that we need to worry about charging. External external chargers, you know. Um, having these things are really, really going to be the catalyst 
of keeping your life organized and you staying on top. So just making sure that you're charging everything before you leave. Um, make sure that you are, um, you know, considering having a external hard drive so that you're always staying charged up and always being accessible. And then also making sure that you're downloading all the apps before you leave, before you leave your house, download any apps for your flight, download any apps for Wi-Fi, download any apps that maybe if you're going to a country that doesn't allow Instagram or certain stuff, just download all those things before you have to stress about it. And then maybe instead of bringing physical books, download digital books, um, you know, just make sure that you are kind of just minimizing all the stresses that you need to before you arrive and then also test things beforehand there's been so many situations where i thought something was going to be so extravagant so wonderful and i get to my location and it doesn't work and i'm like wow i should have probably tested that out so always test out also consider using noise canceling headphones noise canceling headphones are going to really assist you with getting rid of this like super loud weird flight noise that's like extremely daunting and like it's going to be there the whole time. You don't really realize it until, the, until it goes away. But um, I think investing in a good noise-canceling headphone is really going to make you relax. It's going to get you in the mode. You can watch movies. You can do your own thing. So the only thing about noise-canceling is you have to keep them charged up. Um, they're a little expensive. But they are... Um, they come in very, various different different uh, ways. So maybe headphones, little AirPods... Um, just different stuff like that. So those are a few of my favorite travel tips. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure there is so many more to say, honestly. The hardest part about a lot of my podcasts is that I will feel like there's so much more for me to say. But I feel like I've recorded already 45 minutes of this through, through and through. I'm sure there's a few minutes I can probably erase. But... Already, I just know that I've already said so much, and I can say so much more. We can probably go on for eight hours, but I'm going to try to minimize it, and we'll go on to the next topic. So let me know if those help. I hope they did. I hope. Um, I mean, I've gone through years of just practicing and failing and figuring out what's going to be the best route for traveling, and those seem the best precedent in preparing and getting to where I need to be. It makes me laugh a little bit that I have gone through a little bit of a, sorry, I just ate some chocolate, but <laughs> I, I've i gone through st- the concept of staying motivated, and, but I haven't gone through the concept of staying inspired. And I think inspiration is different than motivation. I think motivation is the byproduct of inspiration and inspiration is the byproduct of action though people like to think that inspiration is supposed to come from an outside source when really it's supposed to come from you you're the one really who's supposed to inspire yourself through action and that's why i think number one for staying inspired is tasks are important 
we live in a society <laughs> that is all about immediate gratification. You know, before people have had to go to libraries and find the information that they wanted and needed for certain developments and things that they wanted to learn. And, you know, nowadays we get to Google and see everything at the palm of our hands. And um, within that comes this weird feeling that we you know once we have a goal in mind if we don't hit it immediately it kind of depletes us of our worth and our ability to do what we need to do when reality is is that you know nothing is an immediate gratification there are some people who work their entire lives to get baby steps in order to make the whole picture complete keeping to-do lists and keeping journals and keeping them simple and keeping focused projects are really important um having like a top three each day of things that you really really want to do and really want to accomplish and breaking those three things down to really smaller things and you know those things are really going to help you process and have a goal each day on what to do and not stay you know, just going with the flow. Even though going with the flow is good, but going with the flow is only good when you have action that's being made and processes. Like, you know, going with the flow just doesn't mean sitting around waiting for things to happen. You have to make them happen. And so, the next thing about staying inspired is reviewing your mistakes and reflecting on your day-to-day. -day. A lot of people don't reflect they don't think about why they did what they did and how those things happened and why they should have been changed or how they shouldn't have been. And, you know, I think the best thing about what we do as humans, besides what a lot of different things get to do, is we get to think about why. Sometimes the why is, what gonna, is what's going to help us. I think the why got in the way for a lot of people because they let it get to them a little more than what the truth was the why isn't supposed to be external it's all internal and so now the why for a lot of people is violence and horrible greed and ego when the why really is reflection on growth and ability and accountability and responsibility that'll go over a few heads but that's okay as long as we're here <laughs> to be focused <laughs> Um, so think about what works, what doesn't work consistently, and also focus. Um, think about what your focus is on. Are you always trapped in drama? Are you always responding to drama? Are you responding to the negative things in life more than the positive? Be very intentional about the stuff that you want. If you want to be positive, you have to think about responding to the positive things in your life. They're not just going to pop up in you and they're going to show up and they're going to change you. Like You have to change yourself. You have to be responsible for yourself. And if you're not responsible for you, everybody else is responsible for you. You make your decisions. Be your own boss. Be your own person. So practice gratitude. Practice where you're putting your attention. You know, your attention is what manifests in front of you. So that, I mean, that coincides with being consistent with your personal development. I mean, continue to read, browse educational content, you know, try as hard as you can on things that you don't think you might be good at. Um, 
you know, help other people, share your knowledge, create a mood board. Like all you need to do is act, 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 act. Just do. Nike had it. <laughs> Nike had like it unlocked. Just do it. Like that's really it. You know, motivation. Like I said, is not like. It's not going to come out of nowhere. It's not from an inspirational concept. Motivation comes from action in itself. The more you act, the more you're inspired to con- to consider situations and beat them, beat the odds. That's what differentiates so many people who succeed and so many people who don't because they continue throughout those odds. The odds are, are not going to defeat you. They're going to help you grow. And a lot of people don't realize that. So just make sure that you're keeping that in mind. And that coincides with the concept of self-care. So um, self-care is another way to stay inspired. So make sure you're drinking water. Make sure you are staying fit and, you know, good eating good food and sleeping well, um, cleaning your space, keeping things minimalistic. A messy outside is a messy inside, I'd like to say. And you really do want to keep your your desk and your space clean so that you can think about things that are more important than whatever else is around you. And then also communicate, communicate, communicate. Communication is key. Communication is going to be the thing that's really going to push you far beyond what anybody else can fathom. Communication is you asking for help. Communication is you telling people what you need from them. Communication is you telling the world what what they need to think of you. Tell people what to think of you. Tell them. It's very it's really that simple. So also um keeping yourself accountable is extremely important and accountability isn't just, you know, telling yourself it's like, okay, we're going to wake up today and we're going to do this. Accountability also coincides with online portfolios so putting your work up a lot and people expecting and following your work and seeing that you're doing that work and that accountability is in itself something that's so powerful and a lot of people really don't hold into that and um, you know social media really is a huge catalyst to holding yourself and holding other people accountable for growth and what we need to do as artists or um, people in business and stuff like that I mean you know, the internet is accountability central if we allow it to be so. And then also, think about watching interviews of artists. You know, watch people talk about what they love. What I realize, the more I watch people talk about what they love, the more I realize I relate to them, and the more I realize that that can be me, and that can be you, and that can be anyone. We just need to see someone who feels like us, who looks like us, who is talking like us, who says things like us, and then we feel like it could be us. And sometimes it may not be you. Maybe it's someone that you feel like you can really be better than. (laughs) Maybe it's someone that you feel is better than you. Maybe, you know, but have an ambition and have a goal and have something in mind that propels you into the next step where it's not so much comparison, but humanity. Now, my morning routine is quite a process. (laughs) I get asked about it a lot. Um, But I I think my morning routine genuinely came from me 
needing a self-care regimen. I was quite lost in the sauce in many ways, more than one. And, you know, morning routines are, I think, something that is very specific to uh, being honest with yourself and all about self-care. It is not about anybody else but you. It has nothing to do with outside sources. It's all about internal, no external all internal. The thing about the morning routine is that I think it starts with the concept of savers. S-A-V-E-R-S. So savers is silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, readings, and scribing. So writing. Um, And once you lock into these things, you realize that they really have nothing to do with any external factors whatsoever. They have everything to do with you and the quiet time that you need with yourself. And uh, the morning routines are really about the physical and mental health aspect of yourself. It's really about building healthy habits, um, building trust with yourself and being accountable on the things that you hold dear. So making sure that you're putting you first. Um... People don't realize that you and your, like your soul and your body are two separate things. And once you lose trust of your soul being able to not so much control your body, but kind of be a friend to it and not like an enemy or someone that you don't trust or you'll say something you don't think that you'll actually follow through with it like I feel like a lot of people will like say to themselves in this way like oh I you know I really want to die but I know I won't stick to it like you don't realize that that kind of that kind of like wording is so interesting because you say you know I know I want to do this but I know I won't stick to it The two eyes are very different. Your soul wants to do it, but your body is not trusting your soul enough to actually follow through because you haven't practiced enough to make it follow through that you're just saying, oh, fuck it, right? I mean, your words matter. Your words matter so much. Your actions matter so much. And people don't think that the things that they do consistently is what you're building accountability and trust with yourself. You have to know that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And the more that you you actually do what you're going to say and you write things down and you check them off and stuff, you're building a trust with yourself. Your soul and your body are becoming one. The more you don't follow through, the less you're going to be connected to your body and the less you'll do what you need to do. So hold yourself accountable. Build trust with yourself like you would build trust with anybody else, with any kind of job, with any kind of task. Any kind of thing that you need to do, build trust with it and make yourself accountable and make yourself like be there, be there for yourself. Um, And also morning routines are about less stress, a more calming time before everybody's moving and before everything is going on in the world, before 9 a.m. hits and all the emails and all the things happen and all the tweets go on and all the stuff and all the updates, you know. I think it's before 9 a.m. is like that beautiful, less stress, calming time. So you get to enjoy life. You get to breathe. 
And then having these moments, you know, these morning routines and these moments to yourself are going to allow you to have more confidence. It's going to allow you to feel more accomplished. It's going to allow you to have a better positive outlook on life where you, you feel like you can not so much win everything, but show up for it and be okay with whatever happens because you're okay with lessons. You're okay with trading off, you know, that stability with having a moment to yourself and being okay with whatever comes after. So morning routine very specifically is a trade-off between whatever things that may happen at night or whatever things you think you need to do, whatever, 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 like your morning routine Whatever it is, it needs to be a trade-off for any anything else that may be in the way of that. Because that morning routine is everything to your personal space. Um, and the thing is, is that morning routines, they don't need to be, you know, the same thing for everybody else. You really don't need to wake up in the morning and write. You don't need to wake up every morning and read. You don't need to work, you know, wake up in the morning every morning and exercise. You like at least minimize the savers concept. But if it doesn't work for you and it makes you tired, it makes you certain ways like it just doesn't work for like your profession or whatever you're doing, don't do it. Switch things up for what you need and be honest with yourself first and foremost. Be honest. You know the truth about what you need to do. You know. So just make the priorities, set the priorities, and follow through with them. Also, wake up. The thing is, don't hit snooze because snooze is the thing. Our bodies go through a certain rhythm, okay? And so when we wake up, when the alarm is on, boom, the rhythm is done. Whatever the, it's like 45 minutes, I think. 45 minute rhythms. You're done at that 45 minutes. You hit snooze again, you're locked back in a four, another 45, okay? You need to know that if you hit, you wake up out of that snooze, you're going to be more tired than you were if you were to just have waked up initially. Don't tire yourself out and lock into a mentality where your body is in a different shift. You have to process the way that you work and the way that you wake up and the way that you do things as the same way as a computer would start up and activate in the way, you know, that it, it happens. Like certain things in our body process a certain way. And so if you are sleeping and you wake yourself up in a certain mode and a certain, certain mentality, you're going to stay in that mentality. Wake up in a wake up mode. So wake up when your alarm goes off. Don't hit snooze. Even if you think you might need to, I promise, I promise, I promise, once you wake up, you will feel good and it will feel absolutely worth it that you woke up and you won't feel as tired as you thought you would. So the more you wake up every single day, there is no off days because the way that you wake up, you have to process every single day. Your body clock does not know that it's Monday, that it's Tuesday, that it's Wednesday, that it's Thursday, that it's Friday. Your body only knows when the sun comes up, when the sun goes down, when you know things like that happen. So that is the only time. So you have to understand that your body clock is working. So wake up every single day at this time, at the time that you want to wake up. And then when you wake up, drink some tea. 
Drink some water. You have to have a cozy personal moment where you're hydrating yourself. Hydration is going to wake your body up and activate your cells and your brain cells and the things that you need to get your day going and activated. Have a little snack. I think I like to, I really, really like to have a banana in the morning and it really shifts everything for me. Um, so, you know, find the time in the morning that works for you and your schedule. Don't do... Don't do something that really doesn't make sense for you just because everybody says that it, it needs to. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's really that simple. And I like to say uh, morning people are happier than than the night owls, but you know that, I don't think that's entirely true. I think some people work better at night, and I think it has everything to do with the way that your in- inspiration works, the way that your motivation works. You know, if someone's telling you that you need to be a morning person and you stay up all through the night and actually succeed, who's going to actually want to be a morning person anymore when you know you can and you don't need to be? (laughs) So I respect all ways of mentality and ways that it needs to work for you. But just be consistent with whatever that is and having a routine I think is extremely important. And so when I call this, you know, morning routine, I'm also saying a night routine, a day routine. Just having something where you're focused on a certain amount of hours on yourself is so absolutely key. Also, during this routine, I think it's important to think about not making decisions, especially if it's in the morning. Think about the routine and know what you're doing a night before. Having a consistent approach to whatever you're doing allows you to wake up and just be in that mode of what that is and not have to think about all the other stuff in the day and all the other things that will distract you from really the self-care aspect of it all. You're really trying to disconnect. This this routine aspect is about self-care only. It's not about organization. It's not about cleaning your house. It's not about anything of the sort. It's really about disconnecting from all the other things in life and um, just just being one with yourself and, and growing with yourself. And uh, the, the only time you can do that is if you're not making decisions. I mean, decisions take energy. They, they deplete your energy. And so keeping that in mind, just realizing the less decisions you have to make on a daily basis is better for your drive and ability to focus on the things you need to focus on. So focusing your mind, you know, obviously the routine is all about focusing the mind. Like I said, the savers concept. You just want to read. You want to meditate. You want to work out. Water. Uh, maybe showering is, is the thing that you need to do right away is just pop put that water on you so quick and just psh, you know it's nice to some people um journaling practicing gratitude having your calendar ready and i mean the thing about practicing stuff in the morning is all about health wealth and love um you want to Put yourself in a position that whatever you do for the rest of the day is going to be positive, it's going to help you, and it's going to be um, helpful, and it's going to push you forward to to better and bigger things. Um, And 
with that being said, you really should think about maybe doing your worst <laughs> tasks first. The most annoying things are going to boost your morale. It's going to break down the stuff that you thought you couldn't do. You know, don't waste, wait, wait till the last second to do the stuff that you want to do. And if you need an assistant, um, you know, assistants are there to really help you. But you don't want to have yourself be put in a position where you're micromanaging and stuff like that. So, you know, just if you can do everything yourself, try, you know. I am such a do-it-myself type of person, and I think I waste more time micromanaging when I can just do stuff myself instead of waiting for other people to do it. And I think instead of trying to make it seem like I have someone doing everything for me, I should just do it, you know? Um, So that's something, you know, I'm working on is I would like... I would just like to have a different approach to the way I handle things and I would like people to take it upon themselves to handle stuff if I can't. But I think what's happened is I just wanted people to handle everything that I, very specific things every day and it wasn't so much about, you know, every day. It's more so what can't I do? What can't I do, right? So think about what you can't do. Think about what uh what you need to work on think about what's better for you and how to lift you up and how to lift others and how to be positive and how to focus your mind and how to just be one with yourself think about how to make the world around you better so that's what a morning routine is really about it's not about anything else it's not about you know, getting in those last few moments before a project is due because God forbid you do that and you're in a point where you're procrastinating like crazy. But, you know, don't don't procrastinate. <laughs> but um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. As always, you know, I appreciate you so much and I'm just... I'm so ecstatic about so many things I'm working on right now. I feel like life has manifested in such a beautiful way and I've mentioned quite a few times about how I don't think manifestation is some kind of magical force. I I truly believe that the more you practice something and the more you talk about something and the more that you do it and the more that people know you for it, you're really just putting yourself in a position where you have those opportunities and you know luck is preparation times opportunity and the more you prepare and when that that opportunity comes you're there and that's what luck is is that you finally have locked into the moment be present bring your best self and always bring your best self all right guys take care i'll see you next time bye bye